Hey friends, welcome to this episode of Q on Q. I'm so glad you're with us this week. We're in a series we started last time, uh, several weeks ago, on habits. And this is the second of this two-part series. If you didn't tune in last time, or even if you did, here is a really quick recap. The subtitle for this series is Small Changes, Big Results. We talked last time about the fact that habits matter because when you've developed good habits, you find success. But results don't all come at once because it's all about doing small things that lead in the direction of big things over time. Many of our attempts don't succeed because we get impatient waiting or we focus on the action that we want to perform, you know, what we want to accomplish, but we don't really understand how to get there. We also don't find issues with compromising when we're seeing success because we don't think it'll derail us from the overall goal. If you didn't check out the last episode, I encourage you to do so um, because there was a handout that I had posted online. If you did check it out, um, hopefully you took the opportunity to download that and fill that in. This handout was to help you think about and then put down on paper how you would plan to tackle a habit. And I hope you took the opportunity to do that. And though doing things like this sometimes seem kind of trivial, writing them down tends to give us more accountability and actually help us work towards them because they won't just be in our head or come out of our mouths. Okay, so let's get to this week's discussion. How many of you, when you think about or hear about starting new habits, the first thing that comes to mind is, I don't have time for this. I can't start my day with a 15-minute devotional. I need to get up and get ready for work. I can't take time to work out. So what does a day look like for you? I'm sure all of you have a morning routine. I know I do. You know, a busy work day, and then you come home and eat dinner and slip into your evening routine, help the kids with homework, and then fall asleep on the couch. Or maybe I just described my day. And for most of us, the routine seems to be the same, day after day. Most of us, you know, most of what we do is normally a result of daily habits. Most of what we do every single day is not a result of one decision that we've made, but of a habit that we've already had in our life. In 2006, the Research Center at Duke University did a study that showed that 40% of the actions that you take on any given day are not a result of one-time decisions, but a result of habits. Hear that again. 40% of what you do every single day is a result of habits. So that's why if you want to make a change of any kind, it involves changing our habits. And since so much of what we do is a result of habits, it really shouldn't be that hard to change, alter, add, remove, or otherwise include good habits that can take us where we want to go and help us be who we want to be. I think we have to look at the bigger picture when we're hesitant or unsure or afraid to incorporate a habit into our daily lives. We should never underestimate how God can start something big through one small habit, something powerful, something special, something unique, something that can have life-altering effects for us and others. God loves to take small acts of faithfulness and do something huge through them. You see, all of those small disciplines by themselves make you a better person a stronger believer, a loving spouse, or whatever. But all of them together over time reshape how you see yourself. They renew your mind. They increase your confidence and change who you are for the better. Let me use the simplest example I can think of. When a child is young and old enough to begin taking care of some of their own daily needs, we teach them how to brush their teeth. 
and eventually to give themselves a bath, and then to use deodorant. There are certain things, certain habits that you'll find out when you have them in place, they propel you on to other things. The presence of that one habit when I brush my teeth, I tell myself I'm disciplined. It keeps me having healthy teeth, keeps my breath fresh. And because I brush my teeth before bed, I go to bed at a reasonable hour most nights. I get up on time. If we get home mega late and I fall asleep on the couch and wake up the next morning there and I hadn't brushed my teeth, besides feeling gross, I kind of feel out of my element. I probably didn't sleep right, maybe didn't get a good start to my day or kind of feel out of whack, you know, until things get moving. And while that might seem like, um, you know, it's kind of a given, I hope you got my point with it. There's not one single small discipline that improved my marriage, dramatically improved my leadership, completely overhauled my relationship with God, or completely changed who I was. But over time, the small disciplines added together have shaped those changes. As somebody who just celebrated his 25th wedding anniversary last month, I can tell you I feel like I'm a better husband now than I have ever been. And as a father of a 21 and 17-year-old, I feel like I'm a stronger, more patient, more understanding parent who can guide through situations now more than I ever have been before. That's not to brag. That's to tell you that those little steps, those little pieces that got added have built into bigger things. So let's add a piece to this puzzle. Based on your assignment with the handout from last episode, here are two questions. Based on who you want to become, what one habit do you want or need to start? And second, what is one small discipline that will move you in that direction? You remember from the start, I emphasized the tagline, small changes. Well, I want you to think small with this part. Let's say you want to put God at the beginning of every day. Well, maybe you start with a simple prayer. Before you do anything else, just talk to God to start your day. So in that prayer, what do you say? This is where the habit can have incredible impact. You know, what what do you say based on who you want to become? And what do you need to do? What system do you need to put in place to make sure that doing that becomes a habit? Because I can tell you, if you sleep through your alarm, if you toss and turn all night, That morning conversation with God might be the last thing you think about. What system will you put in place to help you start each day this way? I had a friend one time who put a sticky note on the mirror in their bathroom that said, Good morning, God. And that was their reminder that no matter how their morning went, no matter what they did, they needed to take that time. There's probably something that will be a trigger or a cue for you. You know, you see something. You walk by the refrigerator. You get angry. It's the start of the day, it's the end of the day. There's a trigger that always leads to an action or some sort of response. You walk past the refrigerator and maybe that's a trigger to grab a snack from inside. You get angry and maybe you think you need to grab a drink that isn't good for you because you think it'll make you feel better. Whatever it is, there's an action. And then you get the reward. You know, that sugar rush, the extra few minutes of sleep, the relaxed feeling, whatever it is. But then it goes back to the trigger. It's a cycle. And this is how habits are formed. So trigger, something we see, feeling an emotion, action, reward, and repeat. So with all that said, how do we start a new habit? In reality, your trigger and your action need to be simple or easy and obvious. And obviously, if you want to make a good habit or good changes, you want them to be good triggers. If you want to change what you do, 
You obviously need to change what you see and make it obvious. Make the trigger something right in front of you. The reference I used a while back about praying in the morning, that sticky note on the mirror is the obvious trigger, a reminder that it is purposefully in your path. If you want to read every day, put the book with your briefcase before you go to bed. If you want to take vitamins, put them next to your toothbrush. Every day, the trigger is right in front of you. Very, very obvious. Then you make it easy. Well, how you say keeping habits isn't easy. Well, let me give you some practical examples. Let's say you want to read the Bible every day. Start with one verse. Every day, open it, read, meditate, and pray about one verse. If you've ever used the Bible app, you know that there's a verse of the day. It literally sends you a notification that only requires you to maybe have to touch your phone twice. Here's a promise. If you do that for a while, then you just might get the appetite to read the verses around it. And then the next thing you know, you're going to be reading the whole section or a whole chapter and you're doing a Bible plan. Maybe then you'll want a journal. Start with one sentence. If you're feeling rebellious, write two. <laughs> and one day you might be writing a whole page. And what are you doing when you do this? You're building a support pattern, a system. You have all the things that I've mentioned, the cue, the trigger, and a simple way to complete it. You make this new habit part of your system. Most of us have routines at different parts in the day, and when you make this new habit part of a routine, you know, do this, then do this, then do that, it becomes a natural inclusion and easier to adopt in your routine. Last time I said this, successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. People who are successful, you know, have a strong faith, great marriage, strong finances, they didn't get there by accident, at least for the majority of them. They've developed small disciplines that have drawn them close to their goal. There's a plan, there's discipline, there's a mindset, there's a habit that leads to a big change. In doing lots of goal setting, vision boards, budgets, and the like through the years, I need to be honest about something. If you know me personally and look at my life with an outside perspective, you'd probably say I've been very successful. But, you know, there are things which I haven't been very satisfied with. Something where I've always wanted something more, something different. Because, you know, when you set a goal, many times reaching the goal isn't really the end. Or in other words, there's always more. I went to college to get a degree. I got a degree, but then I needed to find a job. There was something more. I got a job. Now I needed to take classes for a master's degree. But we do this in so many things in life. Um, besides being a teacher and um, creator of this podcast and some other things, I am a music composer. And I've written music for nearly 30 years. I uh, wrote a piece, had it performed, goal reached, right? Because everybody's goal as a composer is to have their music played. Well, no. I sent music to a publisher. Got denied. So what's next? Write some more. Wait nearly 20 years. Write some more. Submit it again. Get published. So there's the goal reached, right? I got published. That's the end result. Nope. I write more. And now I'm aiming at self-publishing. And But wait, there's more. Wanting to learn more on how to write better and how to write for different groups. So you might be wondering, where am I going with this in relation to habits? Well, what we do each and every little step is not about reaching a goal or scratching something off the list, though it can seem that way. It's about becoming. It's about the process. You can be successful when you're obedient to the process, 
today. Let me say that again. You can be successful when you're obedient to the process today. You can be blessed when you're obedient to what God is calling you to today. It's not some big ending that's five years in the future. It's a single act of faithfulness and commitment that starts today. My hope for you is this, to first pray to discover who and what God wants you to become, to discover your calling, and then that you can identify what one small act of obedience you can and will start today. And finally, that you'll find happiness in that, that one day, When your life on this planet is done and you arrive at the pearly gates, you can say, I did what you called me to do. I was faithful in the small things. And when you do that, guess what happens? Big things. Be faithful in the little things and God will trust you with more. So let's recap what we've discussed between these two episodes. Habits matter because when you've developed good habits, you find success. Results don't all come at once because it's all about doing small things that lead in the direction of big things over time. Many of our attempts don't succeed because we get impatient waiting or we focus on the action that we want to perform but don't really understand how to get there. And when wanting to initiate a good habit in your life, it starts with identifying something small. Then figure out things that might stand in your way and try to avoid them, and things that can support you and try to include those more. Remember that this is all a process, not an end means. Start simple. The best way to begin a new habit is to make it easy and to make it obvious. Put things in your path that will remind you of this habit. Include steps in your daily routine that will make you include the habit as part of your day. And remember, though your goal is to stick with it, it's okay if you slip a little. What's important is how you get back on track. It's proven that the habits you have today will shape who you will be moving forward. Find a support person or people to encourage you to stick with your habits. Pray for strength to maintain them and resist temptation to break them. Because remember, small changes can lead to big results. Well, friends, it's been great being with you again. As always, I really do appreciate you tuning in. And we'll see you back here next time when we'll have more for you on cue.